Hey everybody, what's going on? You're listening to the Playing On Podcast. My name is Carl Markowski. Thank you for joining me. We have a wonderful show for you guys today. I cannot wait to get into it. But first, let's do a quick thank you to our sponsors. Planet Eclipse, they are the manufacturers of the CS1, the LVR, which I am shooting and I enjoy thoroughly. Um, And uh, they also have the CSR, the 3.5, Geos. You guys know the whole the whole uh, lot of them. Uh, great company, great products, um, and I am I'm, I'm very pleased and excited to be uh, to be shooting the LVR this year. Uh, the first event in Vegas uh, went down not that long ago. That thing shot like butter. Uh, the accuracy is amazing. The uh, just just the way it feels is is, is great. So uh, a big thank you to Planet Eclipse for sponsoring this podcast. You can find them over at Planet Eclipse. Com. Also, a thank you to Midwest Clothing. They uh, they have a little deal going on right now uh, where you can get some custom jerseys, some custom headwear made, and uh, you can find all of that over at MidwestClothingLLC.com. Uh, they can help you out with all your team needs as far as jerseys, uh, headgear, all that good stuff goes. Again, Midwest Clothing LLC. Type in uh, .com. Type in your capital TPOP for your 20% off discount. And, uh, and enjoy. So thank you, Midwest Clothing. Also, a big thank you to Vantrition. They are the, uh, the suppliers of all of my uh, nutritional supplements as far as uh, playing paintball or any kind of physicality goes. Uh, they, they have the paintball preload, the reload, and uh, all kinds of proteins. And uh, you can find all of that at Vantrition.com. Uh, also, if you type in capital TPOP, you can get a 15% off your entire order. So whatever you get over there, make sure you type that in and you can get a little discount. So, uh, And that's just for all of the uh, Playing On Podcast listeners. So thank you, Vantrition. Also, a big thank you goes to Carbon Paintball. They have uh, they have this base layer that I've been wearing um, that it, it includes – it's not only like a compression um, – pant but it's it also has hip pads knee pads uh, a little bit of shin protection and, and thigh protection but the, it's it's amazing I, I can't believe how well I liked it um, I was very skeptical at first uh, but as soon as I tried it on and played the first point it was hands down a uh, you know a an underlayer change for me and uh, and I'm very excited to to say that I'm I'm using their product and that they sponsor this podcast. And if you head over to CarbonPaintball.com and type in capital TPOP at checkout for the Playing On podcast, you can get 15% off your entire order. So check out all of their goodies over at CarbonPaintball.com. So thank you to all of our sponsors. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about this about this podcast. I was able to uh, able to sit down with Oliver Lang and have a nice conversation. Uh, he had just uh, retired not that long ago, and I really kind of want to know where his head was and and what uh, what he was thinking about uh, doing next in his life and his next adventure and pick his brain a little bit. and And I thought we had a really great conversation, and I, I'm sure I'll uh, talk to him again sometime during the year. But uh, but yeah, this is the this is the interview with uh, with Oliver. I hope you guys enjoy it, and. Uh, and we'll see you then.
ride. Oliver, what's going on, man? Just living, brother. <laughs> Dude, I can probably, I, in my head, I can smell that incense right now. It probably smells so good. Can you see the incense? Oh, look at that. It, yeah. Okay, nice. We got a little ambiance. <laughs> for um, for everybody out there, you probably know this guy's name. He's been a, a giant influence on uh, not only myself, but um, but everyone that I know in my uh, in my generation, as far as where I come from, and you know, I, I it was really a big thing for me when you decided to uh, decided to retire, which was what last week or uh, or actually a couple weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was, it's been a, uh, it's been, it's been a little bit of a time coming. So, but yeah, the, the trigger got pulled, uh, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah. Now did something, I, I don't want to say anything pushed you into that direction because I know you've kind of been, uh, on this, um, Almost, I want to say search. I, I don't know if you found what you've looking for, but I feel like you. I feel like you're somebody who is always in search of, of, of something. And uh, I, I was wondering, like, was there something that kind of you're like, all right, this is. I've kind of come to the end of my career. I've, I've, I've won really all you could win. I have this next adventure that I want to pursue. But was there anything in in really um, uh, directly that kind of pushed you out of the game? Well, you know, it's just such an intricate, um, this is an intricate and detailed discussion. I mean, it's been a interestingly long journey and it's, uh, you know, you're right. I am on a sort of path for seeking. I mean, we all are. In fact, that's why we're all doing everything that we're doing every day. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the more that I become clear on what it is that I want to achieve in my lifetime, you know, there's certain things that you have to compromise. And with, you know, great wisdom comes great sacrifice. Now, you know, this goes back to even the days that I used to skateboard. And I remember the day that I left skateboarding. I remember distinctively not chasing my friends to go skateboard anymore. Yeah. And like little, little, little less than two weeks later, you know, I met Alex Frazier and we became best friends. And then we shortly became obsessed with paintball and then shortly became, you know, <laughs> what we were then, which yeah. was just kids playing paintball. And, uh, and then shortly after that, you know, it's just, it's, it's 15, 16, 17, 18 years later. I, I don't even know. I can't even keep count. <laughs> and uh, here we are, you know, so it's like it's a process. And, you know, if, if I can give anybody any sort of advice and if you get anything out of this interview is that everything comes to an end. And right. uh, if you if you don't want to believe that, then you're going to have a really hard time. And I remember watching the when I turned 17 and I joined the Ironmen, I remember watching what were the young guys then, you know, Micah and Maddie and all these guys really do an interesting thing in the way they needed to get rid of the older guys who were the legends of the team, you know, Brahim, Stefan, Brian Benini, even Shane Pistana, you know? Yeah. 
there has to be a shift in all these things. There has to be a shift within you. There has to be a shift in, you know, you're, you need to quit your job sometimes and you need to go on to the next thing. This is just the healthiest and actually most beautifully beneficial thing that you can do if you can do it in the right way. You know, many, many sports sportsmen or anybody who's really attached to their identity, once it comes to an end, it can be devastating. And yeah. so the more I've been developing myself, the more I've been putting in very clear thought on where I want to go and what I want to do and, you know, my path, per se. And paintball was a huge evolution to my, to my personal development. In fact, I, I, can, I can honestly tell you that I would not be who I am today if it wasn't for paintball. And what I have learned from paintball and how I have applied paintball to my everyday life and how I apply paintball to my spiritual life, how I apply paintball to my relationships with my friends and my family and my mother, you know, mm -hmm. it goes on and on. I can apply it to every situation. And uh, so I don't ever think that I actually will ev ever really retire and quit from paintball, but... Yeah. There is a um, there is a need for the separation to occur so that I can grow, so that everybody else on the team can grow, so that the the you know the sport can grow. There, it's just it's inevitable, you know, and it's a uh, it's actually a really fantastic thing when you can uh, look at it from these mature uh, standpoint and not a you know not somebody that's attached and clung on and, you know, can make it ugly. This is like, you know, imagine, a, you know, any relationship you've ever been into, you know, yeah. you know how they work. If you have a relationship where you both come out of this, uh, you know, and realizing what you have both grown from the situation, it's, it's, this is why you had the relationship, but you know, you can leave it in the girl or you can be immature and can be, um, you know, not change you can be yeah you can not change and you can be held on and yeah you know it causes traumas and dramas and you know all that other sort of nonsense yeah and i and i think you're uh, you're making a good point uh and pretty much saying that every every life has chapters just like a book and you as you read through the book you go through those chapters and you and you grow through the book just like you would in life and you you have those different experiences and those different chapters and you know I only see this as another chapter for you um, in in this life book and you know I, I've really mm. I've really looked at it that way and, and even uh, you know you're experiencing something different than I am and and you're we're experiencing something different than what everybody else in the world is experiencing but we're all you know getting older and, and going through those experiences on our own on our own path but it's all the same and it, it all comes to an end like you like you were saying and everybody needs to be aware of that and almost have that be a motivation for people to to know that this is this is our one life that we get and to uh, to make the the most and the best of it well yeah i mean i think that's very beautifully put very poetic this is a life of a uh of you, you are starring in this in this amazing adventure of a book, and you're right. You keep continuously turning pages and new chapters, and there's new villains and there's new, um, you know, princesses and and all those sort of great great adventures that can happen when you're uh, open to seeing it that way. Yeah, 
Yeah. Now, now I'm talking about, uh, since we're talking about the end and everything like that, I'd actually like to bring it back to, to the beginning. Um, mm -hmm. when, when you were a, a younger Oliver Lang, were, was your parents, uh, were they travelers or you, they were mercenaries or something like that, right? <laughs> mercenaries. Uh, my mom was in the Peace Corps. That's, that's what, it, that's what it was. Um, but it was in, it was in Africa, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they met in Africa. My parents met in Africa. And so, yeah, they oh, were, really? they were both, they were both pretty, uh, you know, they were, they were before the, the hippie stint, but they were the original hippies. Yeah. You could say, you know, beatniks. Were you, uh, were you born over there? No, but I was raised my first six years in uh, West Africa, Cameroon. Now, what are some of the, uh, what are some of the memories that you have? back then obviously it was something very different than uh than what kids today at least growing up in the united states what was it uh, what was it like over there well you know it's not a it's not one of these things that i have vivid vivid recollections from but i do remember you know the tiny things like stopping at certain places to you know buy corn on the side of the road and eating you know like the foods we had and the, the swimming pool we went to and you know these little tiny memories nothing uh nothing too pivotal to say the truth, you know, but beautiful, innocent childhood memories, just like we all do. No matter where you are, you have them, and these are yeah. beautiful to be able to recollect and go back into. So I appreciate that question. Yeah, and, I, and I, the reason I bring that up is because I think it kind of, um, it's almost a like subconsciously. I feel like you were kind of turning into, or or guiding yourself into the path you are now, um, because it's so unconventional. The way, you know, not everybody grows up their first six years over there so um now when you guys came back to the united states uh how long after that did you um, meet alex and and pursue uh playing paintball i came back when i was six years old and yeah i, I started skateboarding and i had a pretty uh in-depth skateboard career till about 13 13 12 or 13 and so i think i met alex about 14 yeah, so you know, another another seven years of lifetime went past, and then yeah. met Alex. Yeah. Now, did he skateboard too, or was it just kind of a friendship through like a? School? No. Yeah, it was a totally different um, different type of friendship. Actually, he went to a different school than me, and uh, and I had skateboarded with older kids, and they had graduated and gone to high school. And like I said, I, I didn't want to chase them anymore, you know, because <clears throat> so if I grad if I left school, I would have had to go to where they were. And I was just not into that. But then it was funny because then I just traded it in and I went to Alex's school, which was like another 10 minutes further away. But they were in the same, same, uh, you know, grade level. Yeah. Now, did, did paintball kind of fill that void that uh, that skateboarding was at the time for you? But uh, like 10 times fold, I'm assuming, because of the uh, the adrenaline rush. But but even I don't even want to say it that way, because I know how passionate you are with paintball i can only assume that you were uh, as equally passionate for for skateboarding at the time well you see they all have their interesting uh teachings you know like skateboarding was a profound time in my life to learn how to you know land and master a trick mm -hmm. and ever again i remember the day that i landed my first trick after countless efforts of you know, losing the board and falling over and scraping my elbow. And I remember like the moment where I stuck it and I landed and had this, you know, realization like, whoa, okay, if you 
if I if I really want to do this, I can do this, you know? Yeah. And this is a profound moment to have, especially as a young kid, because, you know, let's just let's just be real. Like, you know, the odds. Well, everything's rooting for you. But, you know, in society, a lot of the things are against you, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, you have there's difficulty. But this is how we learn. We learn through adversity. So skateboarding was that to me. And then paintball was not necessarily to fill the void, but it was the next, it was the next chapter. It was the next lesson. It was the next, uh, a frontier of myself and what it was that I could learn. And it was fascinating because of not only that it was this interestingly unique game, but it was also at an interesting time of the game, you know, it was in the nineties, 99. So it was this like, you know, militant, like weird, you know, older man's game, game that yeah you know that nobody really was had any awareness of at all so you know it's even it's even more complex to to explain it then than it is now at least some people maybe have seen it or seen it on ESPN or whatnot but then it was just so it was almost taboo you know yeah yeah I feel like back then it was I, I mean I haven't experienced uh, paintball until Gosh, 2000, 2002, uh, 2003. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I was one of those kids who wanted to take in as much information as possible. So I was watching all the videos, reading all the magazines. You know, I was very visual, too. So I had a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of posters, a lot of pictures. Um, but I feel like back then the game was so raw because it was, you know, it was just getting into that stage of where um, things and, and tournaments and people mattered to people it's a good point it was really raw like the characters were a lot more uh you know for lack of a better word they're badass you know like you know like i remember looking at the guys who played and was like well you know who are these guys you know like where do they come from you know like and they were and they were men but i think they're even younger than i am now so it's it's funny to have that you know that um similarity because I still don't now. I don't think I'm old, but you know, mm-hmm. if I were to look at me when I was 18, I'd be like, "Man, you're old." I was gonna say everybody seems so much older whenever you're younger. Yeah, that's a beautiful part of getting older. You realize that I'm not even close to old yet. You know, mm-hmm. old yeah. is actually just a total frame of mind. 100. percent can be, yeah. Um, so now, kind of getting into um, into your paintball career, you started playing paintball more. Started playing with Alex. Um, is he was the first one uh, or one of the first teammates that you've had? And was it Ryan and BC and a few other guys as well? Like, the, I mean, the beginnings of uh, the the solid core dynasty guys. Yeah, the quick synopsis is that uh, yeah, Alex and I got into it uh, pretty much at the same time. I think uh, I went like once or twice before him, and then. You know, Ryan and Yosh were already like pretty established. You know, they were using autocockers and like working at the paintball store. And, they were in you know, deep. They'll already. tell you, they were. They'll tell you that you know they they didn't play, but they were playing for like five years before us. You know, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And then Eric Crandall owned the paintball field, and so I worked at it. And then um, you know, Alex's parents were going through like a bit of a divorce, uh, or they had gone through the divorce, and he hadn't really. Um, been spending much time with his dad and so this was a perfect opportunity for his dad to take us to play paintball every weekend so it was all in perfect order you know yeah everything happens uh, for a reason 
Yeah, and then it wasn't really till about like uh, maybe a year or so, two years maybe that we had met uh, BC because they were from Southern California, and I had met Skinny Kevin Kevin Breathauer because he had come up to try out for a team that we were playing on called Out of Control at the time. Mm-hmm. And so then, yeah, Ryan and I moved to Out of Control, and Alex and Yosh and Angel played on Cap Factory, and that was kind of really the big, the beginning of of the the momentum. Nice, nice. Now, was uh was Iron Kids after that, or were you guys Cap Factory and then and then Iron Kids? So what happened was uh, I had made a lot of friends uh, because I love making a lot of friends. But I had made a lot of friends, and uh, and then we had all been playing on different teams, so it was kind of hard. Like you know, you know, like so Alex and Yosh played on Cap, and Ryan and I played on Out of Control, and Kevin and this other guy and BC played on Crusade, and you know, Opie played on Shockwave, and this other guy played on this other team. Mm-hmm. And so I will take full credit for the idea. I said, hey, let's <laughs> all go play uh, Great Western together. And, you know, I had, we had always loved the Iron Men, so, or I had always loved the Iron Men. So I said, let's be the Iron Kids. And I refed the first first event without a control. And the Iron Men, this is when you refed and you got points. And the Iron Man pl- uh, refereed as well. And then I became friends with David Williamson. And Matt Marshall, and then uh, we had asked Davey to come be our our pro because you know he was like the adult kind of you know I mean he was like 22 or something like that at the time. So, you know. <laughs> uh, that that's very cool because I, th- I think um, whenever I think about your guys' story and kind of how you started out, uh, I always think of the Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000 Hours. Uh, and, totally. And, and I I think that's it plays so well into this because I. You know, I wasn't there, but I can only imagine how much I know how much paintball I played when I was younger. So yeah. I can only imagine how much paintball you guys have played and played together. And I feel like that kind of that camaraderie and that friendship is kind of what grew into this this monster, this dragon, I guess you can say, mm-hmm. of um, mm-hmm. uh, of dynasty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely. Uh, well, it was also fun too because we were all like, you know up and coming and we were all nipping at each other's kind of heels of like, you know, like, you know, we're all competitive and we're all competitive against each other. So we all wanted to be better than each other, of course, you know? And, uh, this was, this was the other reason and purpose of our success is, you know, you need to have these people in your life and this goes for anything. If you want to do, if you want to be the best at whatever it is, or if you want to be the best at your office, or if you even want to just be super good friends, like you need to have this like tug of war, this push and pull, this like, you know, um, there's got to be a, a sense of uh, it can't just be easy, you know. It's going to be like oh, a challenge well, to each other. If, yeah, exactly. You know, it's like oh well, if he's going to go and play this weekend, then I'm going to go play this weekend, mm-hmm. you know. And then it's you know you have that nice, beautiful rivalry, but also at the same time you're both benefiting you know each other because you're both growing yeah yeah no that i i completely agree with you now um you you are known to a a lot of people out there as uh more or less the leader or the 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 voice of of dynasty uh now with the huddles and and the speeches and and the right things to say was that kind of something that was um that leadership role was that always something that you had or that you kind of took on uh when you were younger and you kind of always wanted to be that that 
represent uh, representative on the team to take the initiative and and be that that one stepping forward to to help everybody out. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's an interesting question. I do not think that I was always like that. I think that it was a process through. Um, yeah, you know, I had watched, this is, you know, you watch people, you watch the good people, you watch what they do, you watch how they speak, you watch how they act, you know, and uh, and if you're smart and you want to actually become better, you just emulate them, you know, so there was mentors that were in my, in my life that didn't even know that they were my mentors, mm-hmm. you know, so I watched a lot of people and, you know, then given the situation, I just... You know, you you just you're right there, and you're ready to you know completely just right to the situation. make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and uh, you know, so this is like a uh, it's just it just happens. You know, things fall into place. I mean, it, it definitely has to do with my character and my personality, of course. You know, like I don't I don't mind speaking up, and I I don't know how where or how I got that either. But this is an important aspect to have in your life too you know you need to be able to speak your voice and you know sometimes it's not always going to be pretty what you get back but you need to be able to um, vocalize things and yeah I don't think I ever had that problem and so then I just kind of filled into that role and uh, you know it's it's a powerful and super important role in your life to have especially being on a team yeah yeah I I agree just because uh, because it's true, one, but also because I feel like I, when I was growing up playing paintball uh, in the Midwest and watching you guys play, you, you know, not to, you know, n- not to to blow up your head or anything, <laughs> anything like it's that. Already blown. <laughs> it's, gonna... it's already blown. Um, but it was, it, you were almost. A, a character to me to where not only did I want to play like you look like you um, and and motivate like you did but it was it, I can't say it was like someone looking at a poster on their wall of a, of a kid of a football player and like I want to be just like them it was like I wanted to be that reincarnate of, of, the, of you on my team and it was such a not like a like an accept an obsessive thing, but just something to where I wanted to be that guy on the team to to motivate, to lead, to um, to look cool. <laughs> and I know that's not a part of the process, but it was it, it is almost subconsciously. And you were you were a giant influence I know on people uh, the way they looked or wearing a sandana. Speaking of a sandana, was it Billy Saransky that you were like? Oh, he wears a sand, or was it even Billy or somebody else? Where it's like, that, that's pretty sweet. I'm gonna start wearing. Yeah, that. it was. It was Billy and uh, and uh, and Bruno for sure. Yeah, Bruno, Billy and Bruno. <laughs> but so, no, that's beautiful, Carl. You know, and uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you have to realize that we're all in this together to essentially motivate each other. You know, and it's like it's super cool. It's incredibly cool that were of, you know, a somewhat of a similar generation and that uh, I can do that for you. I mean, that's the real deal, you know, and and I hope that I could bring you to those levels. You know, I didn't subconsciously, I didn't know that I was doing this to people and I did it because, you know, this is what I want to be. 
and this yeah. is how I wanted to do it, you know? And this is the same thing for you. But you know, there's nothing wrong with it. This is, you know, we're all in the we're all in this together. We're all in the same field and we're all fighting and we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. Whether it's in paintball or real life or whatever it is. And so this is this is perfect. I mean, this is exactly what everybody should be doing, you know, and the next generation be, should be seeing you doing and saying, damn, look at how he does it. You know, and this is the ripple effect and this is yeah. what this is this should go on and on and on and on and on and this is a beautiful thing you know it's one thing if i'm walking around smoking cigarettes you know telling you to fuck off and everybody else and da, 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 you know and if you want to be like me then that's not very productive you know right. but if i'm doing something that's wholesome and right and that you see you know purpose in then absolutely you know emulate follow what and then what happens is then you become the leader and then everybody starts looking to you for this and this is this is the point. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, that's, that's really what it was, was, um, and that's kind of cool about paintball too, is because it's such a, I feel like all the influences I've had have been those positive influences to grow myself as a person. And totally. And you've grown a lot since I've met you, you know, and you're still growing, you know, there's something that is just super important is that, you know, this is what made me good. This is what made me, stand out if you ask me is I've never been worried about what other people think and especially I've never been worried about what I think about myself and what I mean by that is I will be the most critical person in the entire world on myself and not critical in a bad way critical critical in a in a beneficial way so that I realize that I have more to learn more to be successful at and uh, and to push myself because really nobody else is going to do it except for you. But if you sit around and you just are somewhat delusional about your career and who you think you are and how good you think you are and how great this person thinks you are and all these things that, you know, you're you should deserve because you play on this team and you had a picture in the magazine. This is all nonsense. You know, I never, I never, ever cared about any of that stuff. I never cared about magazines. Sure, I was in a ton of them, a ton of them, you know, but I never cared. You know, I was more interested and more focused on what I can do to achieve the ultimate goal in my career and how can I help assist everybody else along the way. And that, with my own personal uh, criticalness, I could easily break myself down. I could easily tell myself, hey, buddy, uh, yeah, you need to go and work on this or you need to do that you know and I could fix it in a second and that's what's so beautiful about paintball is that there is just so many 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 variables and there is so many chances so many chances that you are you're just a fool if you don't see it you're a fool if you don't realize that you have so many possibilities and chances to become your uh, you know, highest potential within the game, within the sport. And I see people like, you know, get mad at themselves and hit themselves or throw their guns. And, you know, really, this is just, you're not, you're not being honest with yourself when you do this. And you're never going to grow because of that. So honesty within yourself is going to allow you to further your, uh, you know, whatever it is that you want to further, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is you want to be good at. And, you know, 
just be real because most people aren't real with themselves and they sit around and they th- and then they say oh you know what i could have been so much better and then they they dwell on these years or they dwell on these these past moments of time and you know this is this can be super de- devastating to yourself it can be devastating to your health and your mind and everything you know and so you need to be absolutely critical with yourself but in a way for a beneficial purpose you know you don't beat yourself up you yeah. just simply you simply discipline yourself and you move on to the to the to to it again i mean look in paintball you get a million points you know look at you you play you know so many points and so many points you do amazing things and so many points you get you off the break so it's like you know what's the there's you just keep trying you keep moving you keep you know keep applying yourself you keep experiencing and experimenting and uh you know hopefully it just pays off one more time and you win the point or you win the match you know or you win the tournament it's, it's all so so close yeah i that's that's essentially you know exactly what uh, kind, of, kind of how i felt growing i was very critical of myself uh growing up and and i still am i I think anybody has to be just to uh keep themselves um keep themselves i don't want to say relevant but just relevant with themselves almost uh totally and uh one of my biggest things was like during during like a, a practice practices or i don't know how you were during practices we didn't really get to to play each other much uh at practices but that's really where I kind of experimented on on the fields and my style of play, and there was a man who was I think it was um, Dan Napoli. He kind of I'm pretty sure it was him, but he kind of broke it down as uh, different players have different styles. But he said like Ryan because we were talking about we were on a on a flight, and uh, he said Ryan Greenspan is more of uh, an engineer or uh, an architect and Oliver mm-hmm. is more of an artist as far as your your play goes because I feel like mm-hmm. people there's a lot of people that play by the book right there's a lot of people mm-hmm. go here shoot this do this okay well mm-hmm. that guy ha- that that happened so I'm going to do this but I feel like there are there are people like yourself and 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 myself if I if I want to put myself in that category but it's like I agree you create the moment Right, not that you're looking for stardom or that big move or anything, but you 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 feel it, you see it, you mm-hmm. you you take it and you create it. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. how I've always played. And it's not, you know, all everything that I do on the paintball field is not always going to end up being a good move or shooting two three guys or whatever. But I think it's the the fact that I strive and I go after and I like love to create things like that. And I think that's kind of where I got my paintball name and kind of where that kind of ties into you because I feel like you did the same thing. You like to create the moment and and follow that. Totally. I mean, I mean that's how we probably live. That's probably how you live your life. That's how I live my life, you know. It's like, and I believe, I honestly believe that this is how many people should live their life. You should live your life not worried about the outcome and you should allow yourself to feel how it is in that present moment and and to try it and to experiment and you never know what can happen and paintball is a perfect uh beautiful analogy for this because i mean there's moves that i would have never that i never even thought about or never even 
crossed my mind, but in the moment of it, I did it with finesse and with grace. And, uh, you know, they're hard. Sometimes they're hard to ever do ever again, you know, and this is, uh, I'm with you, bro. There's no book. There's no book. There's no right way to do anything. Look at all of the artists in the world. Look at all the best athletes. Look at all the, the people who, you know, created the most incredible theories they didn't rely on a book. They they thought for themselves. And this is, you know, a beautiful, beautiful way to transition paintball to real life. But you need to be a free thinker. And uh, and you need to have the you need to have that support, you know, like my team always supported me no matter what team it was that I played on. They always supported me. They always believed in me. And this also was a huge sign of faith for myself was to be able to say, oh, you know what, I can do this. I can experiment with this and not be critical on myself if it didn't work once because maybe it works at the at the next right time. And this is always why Ryan and I have always clashed because, you know, it's never been, uh, you know, we've never been in, in, in harmony with, uh, with each other's style of play. Right. Not that his is wrong or mine's right. It's that, you know, you're going to, you're just going to end up with people like that in your life that are going to, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to, um, they're going to, you know, they're going to put a roadblock in, in sometimes the th- way you want to do things. And you have to be as a creator and as a, as an artist, like you say, like figure out how to get around it and to, you know, make it, uh, you know, make it, uh, make it poetry, you know, how to, yeah. how to make it into something that it isn't, you know? And, um, and you're going to run into these people in your life no matter what, even if it's, you know, a girlfriend or a boss or whatnot. So these are beautiful ways to um, to kind of um, transition paintball into real life. You know, like this is what I love about this game. And this is also why I think I am why I am, because I'm able to constantly uh, blend the two of paintball in real life and. I mean, this is real success, if you ask me, you know, when you can take something that you love and that you're passionate about and bring it into reality. You know? Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. And and even if people say, well, you know, well, it's it's easy in someone's position like yourself or uh, you who have who have had a lot of success or anything. But we all go through the t- same trials and tribulations that anybody else would. It's really it's really the choice that we make of how we deal with them. And um like like you were comparing paintball and bringing it into real life i think that's huge because you go through paintball with so many points and situations and and variables and it's it's all about how you take those on and how you you uh create moments with those and how you react to those how it reflects in real life and and i I believe it made me paintball at least has made me a bit a better decision maker in in real life and Mm -hmm. Uh, I am. I, I love taking on a challenge on the paintball field, and I think that opened me up in real life to not not be so afraid of making a, a hard decision. Um, and I, I think that's okay. what works so well with uh, with paintball is it can be it can be re- re- related directly to real life. Yeah, yeah, perfect. I mean, yeah, don't be afraid to make mistakes, and uh, you know. If you do make mistakes, see the thing is, is that's it. We we we're not we're not conditioned to. We're conditioned 
to think that if we make mistakes, we messed up and that, you know, we're dumb or something, you know, mm-hmm. where in reality, you know, like if you look into some of these old, um, these, these old civilizations, like, like, um, like Egypt and such, they, they don't, they don't even have words like, uh, lose. You don't ever lose. You, there, or, there's no such thing as try. You just either win or you learn. You That's know, so you, true. So this is not a, this is a Western frame of mind. And, and we just have so many other aspects that are hitting us constantly. We're bombarded by, you know, our identity and our ego. And we're afraid to make mistakes because what are, what are they going to think about me? What are they going to, you know, what, you know, it's like, it's just, we're so encapsulated by what everybody thinks of us that we don't even ever become who we are because we're so worried about whatever it else it is, you know? And so you have to break that mold. And again, paintball, beautiful example, you know, when you're able to realize that there is no mistakes that you just, uh, you just get to learn, you know, then you can apply it to life again. Yeah, I think that's what's such the uh, the curse and the blessing of uh, kids growing up now with social media is that uh, people don't let you forget your mistakes almost, you know, and 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 it's 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 hard because, you know, somebody like uh, that gets bullied or that doesn't feel confident in themselves. They now they have to take it home with social media. I'm fortunate enough when I was growing up and uh, just like yourself, we didn't have. Uh, cell phones or you know Instagram or any kind of social media stuff it was all kind of word of mouth and face-to-face stuff but and that why I was saying it was such a blessing and, and such a curse is that everyone is connected so much like the, the information can be spread so wide but the wrong information can be spread so wide as well and you you have to you have to listen to yourself. There's so much information and there's so many people out there. You have to realize when you have to sit down and listen to yourself instead of everything around you happening and everything so chaotic, you have to kind of harness what you truly believe and what you feel going right back into paintball. It's like you're in the you're it's like that move you had. Um I forget what tournament, but it's your your iconic uh your iconic move through the center, but it was it was with paintball, everything's chaotic, everything's happening, but you slow it down in your mind and you visualize what you're going to do a millisecond before you do it. And it just flows through you and you have to, you have to harness that stuff and not, not think about what everybody else thinks or, or what if I get shot? Cause if you think, what if I get shot before you make any move, you're going to get shot. You're going to, you're going to divert from the path that you're supposed to be going down. Um, that's why, uh, like you said, just listen to yourself, believe in yourself, and, and, and know that you don't make mistakes, you learn. I think that's a perfect way to put it, like you said. Well, it's like, um, you know, first of all, you're right. We do live in this interesting time now where information can be spread so rapidly and so quickly, which is beautiful. This is actually the only reason that we have this, this technology. <laughs> so thank and, you, um, technology, for this one at least. But, you know, at the same time, this is, this, is, this is your ability to realize how to manage these things. And, 
you know, it's just sad because people live for other people, you know, they don't even live for themselves. So yeah, if social media and these things run your life, you're probably living for other people. You know, Mm -hmm. you're probably worried about what other people think about you. I've come to the conclusion that nobody's ever going to understand me. You know, I, I don't even understand me. Yeah. And I, you know, it's like, how can you even understand my story if you can't even understand your own story? So it's like, we're, it's just about getting a grip on yourself. And, um, and yeah, I mean, you know, paintball again, it's such a beautiful analogy. It's, you're right. Everything's going on so quickly and you have to be so sharp and so aware of, of everything and, and be willing to make that risk and make that move. And whether you succeed or not, it doesn't matter. You you took the the risk, and this is this is the beautiful gem from it. You know, it's like a cyclone. You know, like a cyclone goes through, but in the very center of the cyclone, there's just perfect, brilliant stillness. It's just right there. But throughout the whole thing, it's thrashing everything else. So, yeah. yeah I mean, this is this is totally also like in the direction of where I'm going now. Is I'm moving more into states of deeper understanding of myself. You know, and when I say that, it might not penetrate most people that are listening, but you know, it's like, you know, people know, you know, more about coffee or beer than they know about themselves. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, you know, do you even know how your central nervous system works? Do you know, you know, how you produce red blood cells? Do you know how you breathe? Do you know how you, you know, see? Do you understand, like, you know, the left and right brain? It's like there's so much going on within you all the time, but we've chosen to negate these super vital and important uh, lessons about ourselves, you know, and we choose career and finances over actually self-exploration. We choose, I don't know, getting drunk and watching a football game, you know, over expanding your mind and reading a book about you know ancient knowledge scripture i don't know there's so much to do it's a it's interesting to me and this has always been my problem with uh many people in my life and human beings in general is you never give yourselves the benefit of the doubt like you know we're supreme beings and we're we're fucking awesome and nobody even cares about it they think about how much money they got to make and how cool they got to look on Instagram. I mean, the funniest thing in the entire world. <laughs> it's like my whole entire career, I've worked uh, hard effortlessly. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I do it because I love it. And I didn't go to play paintball on the weekend to catch a, an image of myself playing paintball and maybe post it up on Facebook. I went to go play paintball because I was going to go play paintball. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to go and explore the field and shoot people and communicate with other people and whatever else, you know, and have some physical mobility within my body and test my mind and my mental aptitude. And it's like, you know, all of a sudden, nobody used to work out in paintball. I mean, you know, you're a supreme athlete, and I think you, you know, I think with excessive was like in this time where it started to come, where people started to become working out. But, it wasn't until social media happened did everybody become these super awesome athletes, you know, showing themselves, this is how I train, and this is this, and this is how I do this. 
mm-hmm. which maybe could be a good thing because now maybe everybody's getting a little bit better, which I, I will uh, I will agree with. But at the same time, again, why are we doing it? Are you are you are you training to show me that you're training, or are you training to show me that you're awesome? Yeah. And uh, you you're unparalleled in the sport and the game, and you excel to the highest degrees of your personal. Um, you know, ability, or are you just doing this so that you can, I don't know, get laid or be cool or something, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. With it now, I feel like it's almost a small ego boost uh, with the pictures or the likes or anything like that. I feel like people need that. People cannot find that attention. And I'm not saying this is everybody, but people cannot find that attention at home in a relationship from their parents for something like that and they need that little bit of an ego boost I feel that the social media gives you but it's such a false sense of attraction and attention in a way well what you need to realize is that we're all we're all after the same things the difference is is you know it depends on where you want to get it and if you actually like take the second to stop and look inside and realize that you're all these things and more than what you portray yourself to be on social media then you instantly have that satisfaction or that gratification and it's sustainable you know Mm -hmm. so it's like uh, you know it's just everybody's energy going into different motions in different places and um, you know yeah it's it is an issue but hopefully just like every issue anybody has in their life they overcome it you know this is why this is here also yeah, yeah. You. Had, I mean, uh, I know I've had a hard time with <clears throat> with social media, and I still do have a hard time with social media because it's a lot of nonsense. It's a lot of fluff. But at the same time, you know, with where I'm going and what I want to do, like I need to be, uh, I need to be emotionally uh, invested in people, and people need to be emotionally invested in me, so that we can both achieve the outcome that I wish to achieve. Yeah. You know, so this is what the point is, and we're all connected. We're all, which is awesome. You know, it's just, again, take the step back from the whole situation and view it from a mature standpoint. Yeah, and I can only imagine, uh, you know, watching you guys or following you guys uh, being Dynasty when I was younger. If if I had a cell phone where I got pictures of you guys all the time or video of you doing something, and you would feel that much more connected uh, to that team or to, the, you know, um, but again, this is beautiful too because these kids can now aspire to be something. Right. Don't don't aspire to be me. Don't aspire to be you. Don't aspire to be Ryan Greenspan. Aspire to be you. Mm-hmm. This is the real the real truth of it. You know. In fact, you can be greater than me. <laughs> you can be greater than anybody it is that you wish to be greater than. And I'm not saying this is like greater than like to overcome somebody, but. But be as you know as authentic and as, as as awesome as you can be without even thinking of it. It's going to happen, you know. Yeah. But again, yeah, you have to have that. You have to have that strong will and determination and a lot of time and a lot of practice. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, like I said earlier, when I was talking about um, when I was younger, watching you and wanting to be like you. It's not that I wanted to be like you because I I even told myself I was like I want to be the next Carl Markowski. I want, I want, and you know, I don't want to be the next Oliver Lang. I want to be the next Carl Markowski. And, and that's, I think what pushed me too is that 
I not that I wanted to be like you, but I wanted to push myself and be the best self that that I could be. Well, so what did you do uh, to achieve that? Do you think you could have done anything better? I. Th- you think you still can do anything better? Hundred percent. Every day. Every day, I feel like mm-hmm. I could I could do something better that I could not and not in, not in a regretful way, you know. Mm-hmm. It, well, how come? How come you never came to me and said, "Hey, Oliver, what do you think that I can do better?" You know, I was, I was intimidated, and it right. was a, and I feel like I I was I was pretty outgoing, and I and I still am, and I was pretty outgoing. But you were that one person where, I wanted to beat on the paintball field, who I wanted to talk to off the field, but you were so you were such that. And I feel like a lot of people have this too. You were such that figure that it was almost intimidating. But I, I, mean, I slowly we we started having conversations here and there. But uh, I think I probably had a small conversation uh, at like World Cup one time where we both were a little intoxicated. And I was like, Oliver, what do you? I'm a I'm a paintball player. What do you think about me and this and that? You know. And I was so <laughs> worried about what you thought of me. But but I know that just how we talked on and off. Uh, that it was an equal relationship as far as respect and, um, you know, player camaraderie, even though we weren't, we never played together. Um, so I got, I got it in a different way than, than you and I talking all the time. Sure. Well, there's one thing that I can say is that you need to surround yourself with the wise and, you know, the more you... and this will go to your life and whoever's listening's life, if you see somebody that you appreciate and that you want to acknowledge, you know, that person, and if you believe that they are of some sort of substance, they know already. Like, I know already. I've known already about this with you, you know? But also, I'm a human. Most people are human. We all have to remember these things, and there's a perfect time and place. And unfortunately, most people do it at the bar, which isn't the place. Yeah. And uh, and it's funny because it's not funny, but you know, like there's moments in my life where I've wanted to help many different people, in many different situations, in many different. But I can't go out of my way always to do this. And plus, I have a life, and I have a focus, and I have, you know. But it came to even the point on Dynasty, you know. You know, everybody in the beginning is very open-eared and uh, and willing to learn. Mm-hmm. And then, for some reason, like, you know, and this is everybody that I've met, like, in paintball. Some of the greatest players that are playing now to this day, you know. It's like, in the beginning, they were open to education and open to and willingness to learn. And they didn't have an ego and it wasn't intimidating and then you know like a year goes by of being on the team with me or a year goes by of being my friend or being an acquaintance or whatever it is and and that and that uh that that desire for that wisdom perishes and this is something that's super it's it's very it's very vital that you never lose this you know, you need to always realize that you are a student. Even me, to this day, still, I inquire about everything to everybody. Any teacher, anybody with any sort of knowledge, I will constantly sit there and listen to what they have to say. Even if it's somebody that's drunk at the bar, I will listen to them because there's some sort of bit of information that I can 
gain or one little gem from the conversation that I can um, I can pull back and put into my my repertoire and my tool belt so that I can become a greater me. And yeah. uh, you know I'm glad that we're having this conversation because I hope that this inspires people to go to you and say, hey Carl, you know I really look up to you. I want to ask you a question. Do you mind if I buy you a sandwich or you know can you take five minutes away from day or maybe I can email you or maybe I can you know whatever the case is like this is imperative to growth and uh, you know I wish that I wish that you wouldn't have been insinuated by me but I understand I am somewhat intimidating because also I'm there and I'm very focused on what I was doing mm -hmm. and I've got I've got a little little family of kids to to take after also you know to take care of in terms of my team and um yeah i mean you know this is also a part of the reason why i think i retired is because i realized that i wasn't getting through to some people anymore and um and you know this is just something that is totally fine you know and my information is still there and it's still valid and it's forever uh, you know it's forever in, in, in perpetual growth. Mm. But in terms of, you know, certain things, yeah, you know, it's like you need these outside. You know, this is like why great basketball players, great football players, they become coaches afterwards because they see things with the player's mentality, but now from an outside, wiser, more uh, different perspective. And this is why they can, you know, come back into the game at some point and do incredible things as coach or uh, you know, whatever chairman of the board or whatnot, you know? Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, I mean, this is something that I plan on doing, you know, and I do actually really plan on working closely with, with players when they're ready to really learn, you know, this is mm -hmm. also like a big thing, you know, it's like everybody, you know, where are you in your learning career? You know, where, and I'm asking you and I'm asking everybody this question, where are you in your, it was at this time when Oliver's phone died. So, so, uh, we had to cut, but we, we got back into it, uh, back into the conversation. So here we go back to the interview. Okay. Um, so anyways, yeah, you're asking great questions. I really appreciate these, uh, these talks and, um, I don't know if you're recording already, but I appreciate you uh, doing this interview with me because it's just, uh, you know, it means a lot to me <clears throat> because you care, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I know that, um, I know that you have a lot going on as far as, uh, <clears throat> just kind of you're in bali right yeah yeah so i don't want to bombard i didn't want to bombard you with all this you know want you to do things or or answer a bunch of questions no this is great this is great because you know nobody else has asked and uh i feel like i have a lot of information to give and uh cool insight on the sport and life so no i super appreciate it yeah i'm amped that you asked I, I appreciate you that you agreed <laughs> um we were i think we were kind of talking about like um where we were in what well, is it not be not settling where you are like don't be uh content with where you are i think is where where we were at i think um we were talking about uh we were talking about uh you and i meeting and not not speaking and just uh you know uh, like wanting to bridge that gap and you know and this is just kind of going towards players in the future or players now approaching you 
or even players approaching me if they see me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and being able to come up to somebody that you respect and uh, and how to do it properly and how to ask the right questions. And this is a, an important role in any uh, in any student teacher uh, you know a partnership you know so and this is how all the great masters had you know all the Leonardo da Vinci you know, these guys had uh, you know they apprenticed other masters and they would go and you know seek out other people that were fantastic in the in the, in the whatever field it is or sculpting or art or whatever craftsmanship or carpentry and you and you uh, create a bond with somebody who has the information and you seek to learn from them yeah and surround yourself with uh, the environment that you would like to be in i mean that's that i think that's the biggest the biggest thing is you are you're a product of your environment but you also create your environment you know you, you're the you're the cho- you make the choice of what environment you go to so if you want to if you want to be a douchebag, then you hang around with a bunch of other douchebags. But uh, if you want to make something of yourself and you want to better better yourself and others around you, then you put yourself in that situation. And I think that's what that's what's cool um, ab- about paintball too is that everybody's there for a main goal, right? Is to to win with a team um, to to feel that that camaraderie and that oneness that a team can be. I mean, I haven't won very many tournaments, um, but I, I know that you have, and I can only imagine the, the, that feeling of the team, just everything's happening. Everything's working right. Everything's going right. The wheels are, everyone's on the same page. And for as many years as you guys have been successful, um, I can I can only imagine what it's like on a tournament to tournament basis. Uh, th- at least I got to experience it back on Excessive, the the little rivalry that Dynasty and Excessive had. Um, even the second places, I I, I kind of got a feeling and that and I felt that for a little bit and and that was for me that was huge because I I had the opportunity to to play with guys like Maddie and Rich and, uh, and Nikki and they they kind of took on that role of. Uh, of, of you really because you know since I couldn't really talk to you which I I wish I could have I now I can but the, they were the ones that I kind of looked up to and kind of uh, put me under their wing at the moment um, and that's what needs to happen especially nowadays I feel like there's so many well you just do it just you know obviously do stuff on your own and learn things on your own but surround yourself with people that you would you aspire to to be or people you aspire to create with and you, you have to do it and I I feel like with this new team I'm, I'm now back in another rebuilding with with Aftershock and it's been such an up and down with Aftershock and we've played against each other when I was on Aftershock and it was it's so frustrating because the talent level is there but that camaraderie and that that togetherness has not always been there and I feel like this year we have finally come around because these kids are so hungry and it's like you were referring to it's like not really a reason why you left but the the drive to be better and to learn every day you didn't really see it as much as you you have before and i feel like now with aftershock these kids are just they they got a, a taste of it and they they don't want to look back 
And that's what I've always wanted. And what I, I love being in the position where I am, where I have to earn their respect, but in the same time, lead them in the direction of success. Well, it's a, uh, you know, and I'm speaking from my career, but, you know, it's a difficult and fine line because, I mean, I'll be frank with you. I know how to win. And if you listen to me, I can make you win. But in reality, sometimes you're going to need to explore what it is that you think and we need to lose. And then you can learn from that that much more. Mm-hmm. So this is a hard and this is one of the reasons why I realized that I need to move away because it's not even necessarily about what I think and if Oliver thinks it's right. It's about allowing the younger guys that are on Dynasty to to figure it out from themselves and to make mistakes and to realize their mistakes. And this even goes into a relationship, you know, when you have your partner or your girlfriend or your wife, you know, if you feel like you're so, so right, it's not even about being right. (laughs) It's about allowing them, it's about allowing the process to happen. And then, you know, it doesn't matter who's right or wrong. It's just allowing it to happen. And then you both, you know, grow from it and you move on. And that's actually more empowering than it is for me always being right. And, you know, it got to the point where, you know, nobody wanted to listen anymore uh, um, to a certain degree, you know, it was a lot of jokes and whatnot. And that's okay, you know, because I want everybody to learn the things for their own and for their own their own self. But you're right. You need to have a few people that know what they're talking about in the in the circle to help, you know, keep it focused, keep it centered and keep it on the right track. But at the same time, everybody needs to be applying themselves. And this is so super delicate. I mean, this is why, you know, you consistently see super, super certain teams winning in in every sport because they have a formula. They have like a, you know, certain uh, system that they follow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it can be you know can be continuously passed on and passed on and passed on and of course if there's a coach you know he knows how to he knows how to do it and he can build the right players but yeah you know it's just not really like that in paintball yet because I mean again I'll be frank with you is nobody knows what the hell is going on and um, you know we have dynasty clinics a few people come and a few people have came and have actually turned pro you know like a lot of actually a decent amount yeah there's a lot of information out there i think the problem is is everybody stands in their own way and they're too their egos too thick and too you know they're too dense to go and absorb the information and even now listening to this 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 talk with you and i this is a, a beautiful and intricate deca- detailed talk about life and paintball but if you're not willing to come to this uh, video with the open-mindedness to absorb what we're talking about you're not going to get anything from it and this is what i see most people doing in paintball so i see most people doing in life you know they're they just don't get it and you know they want it they want to be pro they want to look great they want to be in the photos they want to do all these things 
but they're all it's just there's mass confusion you know and nobody is really stepping up to become these become these great guys like you are on your team you know all these guys on your team they're looking up to you they're looking for you for the answers you know and sometimes you might not have the answers and you have to be ready to say you know what i don't have the answer for this and uh let's let's you know let's let's apply a new theory you know there's a lot of this you know this is this again this is life you know you don't you're not gonna have the answers all the time and you need to create the answers and people need to believe in themselves but not for, they need to do it for the right reasons, you know. I mean, this yeah. is the problem with aftershock since its uh, inception. You know that everybody, and I don't know now, but aftershock has been always a super, 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 super talented team, rough team. Like, just they they always hold that same frequency that they held in the old in the old days. You guys still hold that, you know. It's like you know you're gonna play aftershock. You know it's gonna be. Uh, a really, really interesting game because you guys are going to throw everything at us. But just like the old days, you know, everybody's, and again, I guess I can't speak for this year because I don't know everybody on the team, but everybody, when we played you guys, they were doing it by themselves. You know, Mm -hmm. they were trying to be the star. They were trying to be the big guy. They were trying to, you know, show off. And uh, you could never really put it together because Dynasty is... We've got all-stars. We've got the super, super all-stars. But most importantly, and this is why Dynasty will succeed until the end of days, is they have an understanding that, yes, although A-Rod can do it sometimes, he's not going to do it every time. No. And, in fact, he's, he's going to do it a very small percentage of the time compared to the unit or the group doing it all together. And this is something that, I believe in and I've emphasized on the team and that I've learned from from my mentors in the game and, and other players that I've aspired to be, this is where the real deal is. You know, it's like a guy like Fedorov is a fantastic player. He stands on his head every day and does the most incredible moves, you know, uh, that'll blow you away. But when it really comes down to the continuity of the team and the functionality of everything that goes on, you know, you got a guy like Mishka who holds the glue together, who makes things happen, who communicates it across the board. Not that Fedorov doesn't do that ever, yeah. but like you know, this is the potency of a real team, and this is why Impact is bad as badass right now because they figured that out. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, and this is why Dynasty is going to continue being Dynasty, whether I'm on the team or whether Ryan's on the team or whether you're on the team, because these are the uh, essential uh, roots to the style that we play and of course we want to be uh, surrounded by great individual players and that can maybe win the game occasionally but ultimately it's going to be a team that wins the game you know what I'm saying whereas then when I see a lot of teams like Aftershock like for instance you're a great example we don't know what you're going to do and you can either blow us all the bits or you can get you off the break. And if we, maybe if we shoot you off the break, we have a better chance of, you know, picking apart each guy one by one because we know they're going to play one by one. And if, if everybody could play off of you on your team and like, and I'm not, I don't mean just like run all over the place when you run somewhere, but like get into proper position to, uh, you know, combat, whatever it is that you just did or that, you know, somebody else was looking at you and now they're able to get to a place, you know, there's a lot of different fundamentals to it. It's it's hard to talk about it, but you know, 
and this is what a real team is. And this is when, when you guys figure this out, when other teams figure this out, this is when you really start to excel, you know, in, yeah. in terms of, uh, terms of being able to show up to an event and say, you know what, we've got a chance of winning this. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. And I, you know, I've took so much flack for my playing style and, and what I do is because a lot of people think it's like showboatish or um, they think I'm, I'm trying to be the superstar and trying to make that big move or anything like that. But it's really just, you know, I, I break down situations in my head. I, you know, if, if I, if I can go out there, if I can go out there and get into a position and get as close as I can to you without shooting you, but the guy on the snake side, or the guy on the Dorito side, wherever I'm opposite, if he can go down and shoot you in the pack, I did my job. So totally. yeah, so it's like. But you've never had it. You've never really had. Uh, you've never really had the support like that. Like for instance, if you would have played on Dynasty when we played on when I played on Dynasty, we could have used a player like you because we would know how to get ourselves into certain in the proper position to make that happen. Like you said, you know, mm-hmm. and. If you don't have everybody that's like-minded around you, you're not gonna you're not gonna win. And that's also again, you know, what happens in in, in paintball. Like you know, the way that my mind is working, you know, doesn't gear always to you know the way that Ryan or somebody else's mind works. Yeah. And so you have to all be on the same page to achieve the ultimate goal. And this is why, I mean, I now looking back at it, you know. The Iron Man, when we, when we, when I, when I re, when I went back and we rebuilt the team, this is when the team was pretty much, I think, the best team that I've ever seen. Uh, but we were all on the same page. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, there was no, like, oh, Oliver, or like, Carl, don't run to that spot. Like, I'm not, you know, like, no, that's not smart. It was like, yeah, you want to run in that spot? Cool. I got your back. You know, like, yeah. this is an awesome way of playing and a way of being in life is always being open to the possibilities and being supportive of the actions. And it's like funny, it's like Mike Paxson and I still laugh about it. We, we always see each other. He's like, you're going to go to Beast now? And when I was on Ironman, the Beast was like the 40-yard line Dorito or the 50-yard line Dorito. Yeah. And I'd say, yeah, I'm going to Beast. And he's like, I'm coming right behind you. <laughs> and I'm like, you know. And so this sort of mentality is what's like super awesome mm-hmm. because it's a supportive mentality. It's a mentality that is going to whether I make it or not Mike believes in me you know what I'm saying yeah yeah and I, that's how I, I like to play you know and that's how you like to play you know and it's like if you ever have the chance you should play with Mike Paxson because he will support you you know like <laughs> there's guys that will support you and uh, and you need those you need those players on your team you know like Mike Paxson's probably one of my favorite in the yo she's like one of my these are like my favorite types of players to tell you the truth because they don't always get the lime, the um, the the limelight. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They don't always get the limelight, but these are the guys who like make it all happen. Really, yeah. You know, like these are the guys who help you get there, support you, maybe shoot the guy, and then they come in the clean house behind you. You know, and it's mm-hmm. like it's like it's like those guys are the best, man. The Peter Hughes, the Nikki Cubas, you know, it's like the Rich Stafford's, like. You know, these guys, they support you, they make you feel confident. And they allow they, us to do what we do. You. Exactly, dude. These guys are the best guys in the sport. Like, if you see, you know, if I make a move, sure, I made the move, but really I did it only because I had the help of 
exactly. these badass guys behind me that were allowing me to do this. And sure, I might look like, you know, the, the, the guy who starred out right there, but really, you know, there's a lot more depth to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's why I try and tell people all the time. It's like, and, and even I tell the guys now, and I think that's bringing up how you're saying you, you need a good support system. Um, that is that is the feeling that I'm getting with these, these the new guys on the team is they will if I do something they're right behind me and they're cool. they're supporting me which is I think I think why this is such a different feeling on this team not because no one knows these kids names or these guys' names because they're all around mm-hmm. the same age as I am mm-hmm. but uh, but we're all like minded right now and how we're thinking and cool. and yeah and and I tell people all the time like you said you know I I can only do my job because of those guys behind me doing their job if they're not doing their job I can't do my job so and and that's what I try and tell people it's it's not it's not me just getting up and going and making a move and doing something it's okay well that guy is looking that way because uh you know Nick's doing his job over here and this guy's doing his job over here and then I see the opportunity and go and that's what I'm trying to stress to some of the some of the guys on the team now is these the windows at the pro level and in life and you know, opportunity opens and closes very quickly and mm-hmm. if if you cannot recognize that small window and react uh accordingly it's going to close and things could turn on a dime but if you can it, it's and this is the best way i'm trying to explain timing um it, like a run through or something like that this is the best way i can explain it is you you see the window you take advantage of that window and you let nothing stop you Mm-hmm. And and that's kind of how I feel or how I try to explain timing to somebody or how I see the game the game ahead of me. But, yeah, it's, it's just we can only do that because of the guys behind us. Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, one of my favorite players, uh, Rob Strottinger, he, he told me a long time ago when he played on Image, and it stuck with me forever, even to this day, he says. Well, first, pretty much he said, if you see the opportunity, you don't take the opportunity, it's over. And so he yeah. said, you know, if you hesitate, you lose. And there's been numerous times where I've hesitated and I've lost or I fumbled or I didn't get the girlfriend or I didn't get the job or I, you know, didn't go on the trip that I planned on going to or I didn't make the money that I was going to go that I could have made, you know, or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, uh, yeah, so if you hesitate, you lose. And if you don't hesitate, you take the risk. You, you, you never know, you know, what the outcome is. And I think it's the, that's kind of the best part is not knowing and pursuing the knowledge. And that's the you know, wonderment, the wonderment, the wonderment of the wonderment of what can happen. It's all just a fantastic mystery. Totally, bro. This is how I live my life, dude. It's like I might play paintball again or I might have never played ever again. I don't know. And I'm OK with any of the situations. You know, I'm OK with whatever the outcome happens, you know, and this has taken me a long time to. Uh, obtain these sort of levels of, of um, understanding within myself is I you can't be I can't be attached to what it is that I think the outcome is going to be or who I'm going to become or what this person's going to think of me or blah 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 yeah I just have to be there and do it when it's time to do it and when the time's right if it works out it works out I mean every action is already in play I mean you know the god or the creator whatever you want to call him or it it's it's in it's in it's working you know Mm -hmm. it's happening you know everything's happening and it's all 
it's all perfect when you can realize this. It's and it becomes a little bit devastating when you can't realize this, you know. And you're trying to make plans, you know. They they say uh, say God laughs at the man at the man who makes plans, you know. It's like <laughs> how many how many times have your plans changed, you know? How many yeah. times have you been stuck to your plan and rigid to the idea of I'm gonna go here, I'm gonna do this. It's all it's all you need to be if you if you can. <laughs> If you can go through life being flexible and open, you're going to have a much easier life. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's a, a great place to uh, to pause the conversation because I, I, I want to have, uh, you know, if you ever get the time, I would love to do this a few more times in the future throughout the season and be able to come to you and, and, and not just go back and talk about the stuff that we talked about already, but even ask you questions or advice and even have this be something where it's a conversation really like we're just sitting down doing now. Um, and, and maybe, maybe the time is now where I have the confidence. It sounds weird, but the confidence to sit down and talk to you and ask you for advice and, and, and feel this sort of friendship between us now, mm-hmm. um, more than what mm-hmm. there was previously. So, um, I think everything well, happens for a reason. I think it's it's a it's a it's an awesome time actually for a lot of people because I think a lot of people feel like you because we were con- we were competitors you know mm-hmm. and uh, you know we're great warriors at each other's throats and now it's like it's beautiful now it's beautiful it's like I can uh, I'm you know to everybody out there whoever listens or any great competitor you know it's like now I can be a friend you know. It's like I don't have this. There's no threat, you know. It's no threat, also because honestly, I'm too. I'm I'm, I'm past these points of, of threat and um, and thinking that you know somebody could use my information to beat me, which has happened. You know? Which was fun beating and, uh, you when we did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I love I love uh, I love a nice uh, a nice loss occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, that's also another thing is you know. This is something where I'm going in my life is realizing that, yeah, it's not even really about the loss or the win. It's it's like how can we, how can I, how can I help? How can I be of service? In fact, you know what? How can I, yeah, how can I help you win? You know, how can I help? How can I help this other guy win? How can I help this other guy be a better husband? How can I help this other guy be a or this other girl be a better, you know, sister or daughter or whatever? You know, like this is the real deal. You know, it's like. Yeah. I don't even know how many tournaments I've amassed and what I've won. It's like it's all kind of irrelevant to say the truth. And right. you know, maybe someone could write it down and and put it together and tell me one day. But really, it's like it doesn't even matter. And all these things—it sounds weird to say—but none of these things even really matter. It's really what matters to you and and how you can grow. And what I mean by that is like, it's not about how many tournaments you win, Carl. It's not about you know how many girlfriends you have. It's like we like to – that's how we put our minds to – that's how we prove to people, you know, oh, I've had this this many sexual partners. I've had this – I've been to this many countries. Like you right. put a number on it. It's irrelevant, you know. You, you could go one place in your life and, and, and achieve what I've achieved through traveling a million places and being on a zillion airplanes and, you know, it's, it's, it's irrelevant, you know. It is what it is to you, you know. How do you – 
see the situation? How does it, how does it, uh, how does it like explode in front of you? And how do you take all the little bits to it and, and, and take it back to your, your house or where you live or, or even right there at the moment and collect all the pieces and put it together and say, ah, this is it. Aha. Figured it out. You know? Yeah. It's like, you don't need all these, you don't need to amass all these wealths and riches and stuff. And like, this is just what I'm learning. You know, it's like, it's already there. Everybody has it. The difference is, is can you, can you, are you able to believe that? And are you able to actually like go inside to investigate this and to, um, you know, explore these realms of this sort of information this is cool stuff you know like this is profound this is really life knowledge this is knowing how the the universe works and you know it's like and so yeah sometimes you might play paintball for a year and you might play paintball for 20 years it doesn't matter you can get the same thing out of it you know Mm -hmm. and um but you have to be you have to be willing to accept this reality and and be clear enough to see what the fruit is or what the wisdom is from the experience. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's well said, and I think that's why I'm pursuing this um, because it's so basic, you know, communication and storytelling. I think it's it's such a necessity now. I feel like we don't have that in our sport, and th- if this is what I can contribute of of being able to tell. Um, not just tell your story because I'm sure a lot of people know your story, but just from your perspective and, you know, that's what really my goal is with this whole thing. And, and I, and I thank you. Um, I thank you so much for doing this and, uh, you know, it's, it's a real honor to, to, to be able to, uh, say that I played against you and, um, I would love to have more, you know, conversations like this in the, uh, in the future. Totally, brother. I'm here. I'm here for, you know, that's one thing I want to make clear to everybody in paintball and, and you, you know, and I really thank you for taking the time to be curious and, uh, and you know, and come and find me in, in my time of, uh, of my own personal growth and, uh, and explore into this and ask me these questions because these are, I mean, what I believe, you know, this is not surface layer stuff, you know, this isn't like, hey, how are you? what's you know this is like deep deep you know penetrative questions to my core of why i am and how i've gotten here and for everybody in paintball you know like what i really do believe is i believe that you know we've all come we're all in this together some way or another you became a paintball player and i became a paintball player and i became who i am within paintball and and maybe I can help you be the best paintball player, but really, it's not the deal. It's how can I help you be the best you, you know? Yeah. That's what it's about. And, you know, I want to make it super clear to everybody in paintball that I'm in paintball for a reason, for you, forever. You know, this is something that I want to work on in my next uh, chapters of my life. How can I serve paintball? And how can I serve you? How can we grow paintball? How can we? How can I grow you? You know, how yeah. can you grow me? How can you teach me? I mean, you know, you even these conversations I learn, and that's what uh, that's what it's all about. So, yeah, it's it's a really cool, interesting time in life right now. I'm I'm blown away by many different scenarios, and uh, I'm super excited. I don't know what's out there, but I know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. 
Well, that's the uh, that's the whole point, right? Not knowing, and and I think the I think the the saying goes, uh, it's about the adventure, or it's about the journey, not the what, not the uh, the destination. So yeah, it's a that's a beautiful way of putting it. Yeah, you know, that's the you don't want to you don't necessarily need to seek the results. You know, just seek. You know, it's it's all about that fun time. You know, it's like yeah. If you if you think of, if you worry about death your whole entire life, you're gonna die before you know it. You mm-hmm. know? Maybe maybe it's eighty years, maybe it's ninety years, but still you're gonna be thinking about death. Just enjoy the meantime, enjoy the process, enjoy the the trials and tribulations, the mistakes, you know. Yeah, the Fuck lessons up. learned. It's, it's it's good stuff. Yeah. All right, Oliver. Well, I have to I have to go to the nine to five, but I thank you, I thank you, I thank you so much. Um, I plan on having more conversations throughout the year, and um, good luck and. I will talk to you hopefully very soon. Good luck too, brother. Yeah, good job being daddy Enjoy the <laughs> 9 to 5. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon, bud. Okay, brother. See you guys. Bye. Thank you so much, Oliver, for taking the time out of your day to sit down and have uh, an awesome conversation like that with me. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I sure did. It was... Uh, you know, it was something that I've always wanted to do: is sit down and kind of pick that guy's brain. So, uh, I, I thought uh, I thought it was it was pretty good. So, again, thank you to Planet Eclipse for uh, sponsoring this podcast. They are the manufacturers again of the LVR, which I shoot. If you haven't yet, shoot one. They are sweet beans. Uh, again, PlanetEclipse.com. Thank you again to Midwest Clothing. LLC.com. They are the uh, the makers of some custom gear, jerseys, pants, uh, headgear. You can find all that at Midwest Clothing LLC.com. Also, a big thank you to Vantrition. Uh, they are the uh, paintball supplements manufacturer here in Cleveland, and they make the preload, the reload, uh, some proteins, and I take all three before, after, and uh, and when I work out. So, thank you, Vantrition. Com for sponsoring this podcast. Also, a big thank you goes to Carbon Paintball. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by them, but our uh, my, my team, Chicago Aftershock, is sponsored by them as well. And uh, we're all wearing their base layer. Amazing product. You guys, if you haven't tried it yet, please give it a try. It's, uh, it's high quality, awesome. You will not be let down. Great stuff. CarbonPaintball.com. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please do not forget to subscribe over on iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as YouTube, Carl Markowski. Uh, My Facebook page is Carl Microwave Markowski, and my Instagram is cmarkizzle. So please like, share, follow, all that good stuff. Uh, Thank you for for listening to this podcast. If you guys want to hear any more, please comment um, on my on my Facebook page, on, on all the other social media, uh, you know, markets or whatever you want to call them, social media uh, places. Let me know who you guys want to hear and I will, uh, I will make sure to try and sit down and have some conversations with some of the most, you know, influential people in the paintball industry as well as the most interesting and all that good gravy stuff. So again, guys, thank you so much for listening and we will see you again on the Playing On podcast. Thanks. See ya.